Welcome back to the show. We're excited to have the Family Collective joining us here again. Diane Arnold joining us live today. Uh, Of course, we're going to have a great conversation. As a licensed professional counselor, she specializes in mental health and relationship concerns. And again, it's at the Family Collective. So the website, thefamilycollective.co. And welcome back today. How are you? Good. How are you, Jill? I'm doing well. It's feeling like spring in New York. You're in Charleston, right? South Carolina. So it's already hot. <laughs> yeah, it is seriously already 80 something today. It oh is warm. Oh my goodness. Beautiful. I know. Well, spring is in the air. Happy Passover. Happy Easter to everyone. Uh, um, you know, time of year to reflect and to think about things. And of course, as a licensed mental health professional, uh, you know, we could all use a boost in our mental health. So please tell us a little bit about yourself and company before we begin today's conversation. Well, we, the family collective is um, like we talked about last week, something that our family started with the, um, the idea that we could give back um, some of the things that we've gleaned over the years, not just as a couple, my husband and I, um, we talked a little bit about that, you know, we've got went through some really hard things in our own marriage. Um, but we also really have a heart for trying to help people either cope with the family situations that they have, or mm-hmm. even get back to a healthier family situation. So we have a lot of resources for that. And um, we are actually in the process of putting out some information on the topic that we're going to talk about today. Perfect. Yeah, I know it's about, you know, never enough, right? Um, What does it mean to uh, never be enough, right? Sometimes you say we feel like we're not good enough uh, because we compare ourselves with so many different people, especially in this world of social media and seeing people out there day in and day out. And we may be comparing our weaknesses to another person's strengths. So we're going to talk about this today and you're going to give us some examples, of course, of what are some examples of never being enough, if you don't mind sharing this topic to start. Yeah. You know, when, and I know that you, you can relate, I can relate, you know, that's one of the things that happens in this life is we unfortunately compare ourselves or some people get the sad, you know, uh, reality of being told that they're not enough, whether it be from their families, whether it be middle school drama, if you remember that, you know, or even, you know, authority fict- uh, figures in their life today. You can have, you know, bosses, you can have, you know, people in your life today that you may struggle with mm-hmm. feeling that you never really measure up, yep. right? And so there are things that I think, well, I know that research tells us some common things that where those come from and, or where we, you know, we can get hit in these. And body image is huge, right? Uh, I mean, we have everywhere you look, somebody's perfect, right? You know, and then there's constantly concerns about our monies or jobs, you know, you may have been born with poverty or wealth, and people compare, you know, different things um, to to other people all the time. Weirdly, a lot of things that are happening right now with people, the younger generation, I I I shouldn't say weirdly, but they're struggling with you know, being a good family themselves. How do I be a good mother or father myself? If I if I didn't have a great example, you know, that is something that I really want to make sure that I do, you know, well or better. Um, our backgrounds can make us feel like we're different. 
our physical health, of course, our mental health. Some people have serious concerns about their faith. And um, I would say surviving trauma or and being labeled, you know, stereotyped are in the top list of where people are. It doesn't feel like I measure up. So true. Sad, but true. Yeah. Sad, true. Everybody's in that list going, yeah, right? You know, and I don't know, maybe you have some other examples or maybe the people out there that are listening have some other examples. But what we're one of the things that came to my mind when I was talking, thinking about talking with you about this. Um, do you remember the story of Pretty Woman? Of course. From of course. Movie? Julia Roberts, <laughs> Richard Gere, a classic. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yes. Right. And she's, you know, um, a working woman and she goes to shop on Rodeo Drive mm-hmm. and they won't, they won't let her, they won't let her buy anything. Yeah. They're judging and her because the way she's dressed, the, the way she looks, beautiful woman, but right. in very skimpy, you know, risque clothes, which, you know, you would normally not see that on Rodeo Drive. I get it. But talk about discrimination. And just what probably what was going through her head is what I thought of. And as you kind of follow through, you know, that story, she starts to dress differently. She starts to get treated differently. She starts feeling loved, accepted, valued, you know, by somebody. And the next thing you know, she starts to see herself that way. And as she sees herself that way, you know, she starts holding herself differently. She starts, you know, acting differently. And somewhere along the line, um, and I don't know the story, maybe like you do, but her, uh, the Richard Gere's business partner um, finds out, you know, that she's a prostitute and he propositions her. And you watch what happens to her is exactly what happens to us when we feel that level of hurt or shame about something, you know, she immediately gets hurt, angry, you know, and she runs, she tries to leave, she tries to hide to the point where she even tried to give back the money. If I remember the story correctly, she tries to give like her storyline in her head completely changes because she thought I had some value and someone came back and said, no, you don't. (laughs) This is who you you know, this is who you are. And it's that shame that I want to kind of talk about a little bit today, mm-hmm. because it's, um, it, it's what makes us feel like we don't measure. Mm-hmm. Right. And then and then what happens, right? Um, our, our hope turns into hopeless and our, you know, our uh, power becomes powerless and our worth becomes worthless, because we struggle with what's you know, truly happening in our life. Mm -hmm. And if that's ever been a sting for you, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, some of the things that we can do to walk toward probably a healthier place, like we saw in that movie. So the first thing I would say is recognize, you know, what are some of the symptoms when you know that's happening to you? Are you the person like Julia Roberts that wants to hide? Or are you the person that blows up, mm-hmm. you know, and gets angry at the world, you know, or do you go away and blame yourself? Yeah. Or maybe pick up some bad coping mechanisms. You know, people Drugs, do this all the time. Alcohol. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's what it's because I'm trying to push down some feelings mm-hmm. that are really real in my life. 
you know? And then one of the things that after that, that I've seen that is very effective is we have to struggle to be vulnerable again. And I mean, that's so hard because you're telling someone to purposely take another risk when it's possibly taking another risk that caused the hurt, you know? But if you don't, like you said, you're going to close down again. Exactly. Yeah. And you say our hope turns into hopelessness, right? Our power becomes powerless. Our worth becomes feeling worthless. Uh, bottom suddenly drops out of our security. Right, 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 right. And, and that's the place where I think, like I said, a lot of people struggle. You hear words like, again, I know everybody out here has heard this at one point or another, you're fired. You know, I don't, I don't love you anymore. You know, I, you don't belong here. You know, whatever the message is that you heard Mm -hmm. that goes to that place where I'm very self-critical and it, it's like, okay, I'm not okay. Yeah. Right. So I think along the way, I'm going to just say, I'll use what we talked about last time, you know, along the way where I heard those words in my life, I can relate to the fact, you know, where you live in a fog, you try to pretend it's not happening, or, you know, how could it be that someone doesn't love me, or doesn't care for me anymore, kind of like the Julia Roberts thing, you know, I, you you get numb, and you try to go away. And counselors, we acknowledge that there are some wounds so painful that even our own minds refuse to focus on them. We just numb it out. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when that happens, when that happens to us, we have to, well, basically what we worry about is that shame becomes an identity. Yeah. You know, it, rather than something I did, it becomes I'm bad. It's who I am. You know, rather than something done or said to us, it's, you know, what I am. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely, it does. Yeah. And by the way, just to point out, um, I want to remind everyone that we're speaking to you at the Family Collective. uh, And just to get the best forms of contact, would you mind sharing again the website and any phone numbers you want to share before we continue? It's the website is um, thefamilycollective.co. And um, the email address is, is the same at, uh, yeah, the All family right, click. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Sorry to interrupt. It was a kind interruption. Uh, so we're talking here today. Thank you. Uh, with our guest. Yeah. About, well, you know, people feeling not good enough. I think it happens to so many of us and all of us, right, Diane? Diane Arnold here. She's a professional uh, mental health counselor. She's based out of Charleston, South Carolina. And just to confirm, are you licensed in what states to work with people? Yeah, I'm only licensed to work with people in the state of South Carolina. Perfect. And so as you know, that, that was a, a great segue to the fact that, you know, if anything that that we're talking about, resonates you know, with resonates with anyone, we need to make sure we will at the end of this, you know, talk about a couple phone numbers that you can reach out to. All right. So let's talk more about recognizing these uh, certain symptoms in a sense, right? Yeah. Well, you know. Like I said, what does it mean? I, I think the most importantly is what is how do you walk out of this? Everybody knows they struggled with it at one point in their life, but how do I walk out of it? Mm-hmm. So how do I be, you know, how do I open myself and become 
vulnerable again. Sometimes it's much easier to hide behind this, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> So true. And, yeah. and, right. Mm-hmm. And text somebody and not go out there and not say, you know what? I, I have this hurt. I have these problems. These things have, you know, happened mm-hmm. to me in my life. And I know that when we hide that, you know, we basically isolate. And it's probably what I would love to talk about next time is, you know, what it's like to feel alone. But, you know, when we isolate, it just makes the pain worse. And people that are struggling with this actually try to shut off their need for vulnerability to avoid everything that we've, all the hurt we just talked about, to not take those risks. Yeah. So if you want to experience, you know, connection again, it's going to take a risk on your, your part. You're going to have to take a step toward it. And that's a hard thing for people Scary. to hear. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hard thing for people to hear, you know, because like I said, sometimes you're in this place today because you did take a risk on something, you know, and so you want to close yourself out and go away. So it's, Start of a mindset to say, okay, even if I'm not ready right now, at some point, I'm going to yeah. have to go back out there and be vulnerable again um, and talk about some of my fears and uncertainties with, I would hope, safe people, you know, people that, you know, your friends or your family mm-hmm. um, start there. But that's what I would say would be the second thing is to actually look for that relationship, maybe even at work. Yeah. Maybe there's someone you can start sharing with work. There was a, a research paper that was done out there where they had a gentleman who sat next to someone for 30 years. Mm. And every morning they said hello. And every, you know, <laughs> evening they said goodbye. And what in the end they realized is they had zip zero connection, right? Mm-hmm. They had never learned to be intimate or open with each other. Mm -hmm. And then there was someone who had sat next to someone for six weeks and had started to share, you know, just share life. You know, here's some of the things that, that are great. And here's some of the things that are hard. And that couple or those work couples measured, you know, hugely different in how well they knew each other and how, you know, um, intimate they were in those relationships and which one was more healthy was at, was the six week relationship. So even there, you know, to take those risks with someone at work where you may not have, Mm -hmm. you know, and kind of walk out some of that vulnerability there. Yeah. A huge step toward starting to heal some of those feelings. We could all use some healing for sure. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, I would say looking for healthy love experiences. I'd love to explain that. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of Brene Brown? No, no, not until you mentioned no. No. So she's a researcher. And the, the funny thing about her research is actually what she researches is shame and it she's phenomenal if you ever want to go look at some of her material or some of her um her youtube material it's she's a great speaker but it's very interesting and one of the things that she says is if you could put self 
disappointment into a Petri dish and add unconditional love. If you could see that, Mm -hmm. you know, if there's, you know, two entities that you could actually see that the shame would not survive, that it is a hundred percent the cure for the, that feeling that you have. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It is. It is. I mean, unfortunately we all, I think all of us have some of that, but it's hard to, talk about hard to face hard to try to fix when you know how many people come to you I mean they really want the change they want the help but they're also fearful and that's part of an another a whole nother issue you got that fear and that anxiety to try to make yourself better but it's worth a shot I always say you know the one thing after COVID was it kind of inspired me to live my best life. I mean, there was so much horrific, you know, loss of loss of life, loss of jobs, loss of structure, everything. You ever thought in 2000, you know, in the 2000s period, we'd ever live like this in a pandemic. But at the same time, you realize the value of how precious life is and it pulls me forward. And I say, no matter what I'm scared of, I got to at least try. You just never know when it's your last day. And yeah, I just, I mean, if I could share that with someone who may be on the verge of, you know, needing that mental help that they're not trying to get, why not? You know, I mean, now is the time and life is just so precious and yeah, we're all fearful. We really are fearful of so much, but, um, why not better yourself? You never know what can come right. from it. Yeah. That's a great example, Jill. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I think there were a lot of people during the pandemic that struggled yeah. with, you know, not just fear, but, um, yeah. mistrust, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and it all kind of just kind of culminated into people, like you said, hiding, Yeah, you know, I, I just, you know, I, not necessarily from people, but from yeah. everything, mm-hmm. just like, I don't know, I don't know where to turn. And your example is amazing where you're like, no, I can't live like this. Mm-hmm. I need, you know, I need to honestly take a risk. because you did, (laughs) you know, I need to take the risk to go out there and, and live life. And, and I don't know if you chose to be with people or what you did, you know, but you chose to do it differently. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Then to just stay and go, okay, I can't, you know, I I can't be like this. And I, 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 I agree. That's kind of what we're talking about. You know, people who are, struggling thinking okay uh, this whatever it is it's not going to measure it up mm-hmm. you know and and I, I struggle with you know it not being enough in my life and you know what do I need, need to do to step out of it so knowing your symptoms mm-hmm. you know um taking the risk that you took mm-hmm. I mean because what you did you you expose yourself you know you were vulnerable I think we all are just, you know, want everyone to realize that to try your best not to be ashamed of, you know, easier said than done, but um, I'll let the experts speak. Let's continue the conversation. We still have a few minutes left, hon. Yeah. Well, and, and so then the third thing we're talking about is look for, purposely look for those love experiences. And I am not saying run out and go to, you know, a bar and find somebody to be in love with tonight. I'm looking for people that will accept you and love you. And so I was just going to ask you that, Jill, when you said, you know, I'm going to risk, I'm going to be vulnerable. Did you go toward people? You know, did, yeah. did you have some friends? Yeah. 
friends, not friends family. family. I went to family and I realized that was a bad decision. And the truth is okay. sometimes it's better to go to a neutral party. And that's why I would suggest yeah. a mental health counselor, someone, because they don't have that opinion or judgment about you already. I mean, talk about that, right? I mean, as a, as a third party, the benefits of that, someone who gets to know you for and doesn't judge you, that's, that could really help a lot. Right. And that is part of the the roadblock that, you know, that people have is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've trusted and I don't know where to trust. And so we're saying, you know, take the risk. Mm-hmm. And with, with the family collective, we're saying, you know, let us help you with some of these relationships. Let us help you with some of these situations or thought patterns that you have that mm-hmm. you're struggling with that can help you be your best you you know that's what we want for you is for you like you said i love that example just to be to not be afraid to be your best you to to walk out whatever your destiny is you know at the family collective you know we believe you know a lot in our personal journey having to do with our faith Mm -hmm. um and 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 we know that you know that can be helpful when people are struggling and trying to figure out some of these things. But um, I think the third thing is to to look for those purposefully, those love experiences. People are going to care deeply about you. And maybe they are people that are already in your life, but maybe they're people that you need to add to your life. True. I, I remember when I was hiding and struggling myself, it seemed like, you know, I would get people that would come to me and, you know, bring a meal to our family or, you know, offer to take the kids or just, you know, even people that would say praying for you, you know, it was people that were, and I needed to be open to those experiences. Like what I just said about Brene Brown, that exactly the two things can't exist in a Petri dish. The love will overtake that fear and that shame. So true. Ah. Oh, we still have five minutes left. What else do you want to add? I know there's a lot to the notes, and not that we have to get to everything, but um, no, what else on. do you want to say? <laughs> no, well, I, I mean, is there anything that you would like to ask about it? I guess I would love if you would, well, if there's question you want to have or well, my question i mean i i was don't you think it's it's not a question it's kind of telling you but having a third party someone who's not involved with the situation i think makes it so much better and i think more productive for so many people but um you know yeah i just had a bad experience so not everybody will but i love the fact that there is that third party non-judgmental opinion and i think that really can help someone overcome something especially but um not everybody has family to rely on either doesn't mean you know but um yeah so i feel like (laughs) that's a kind of a question but it's also someone's opinion right what's better to go to a mental health counselor or to a family or a friend yeah Mm -hmm. i mean i think yeah yeah. Of course, we want to restore all the relationships that we can restore, Jill, mm-hmm. but we're in charge of our side of that coin, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can't ever make people, I wish I could make people behave. <laughs> yeah, and- <But> we- <laughs> Go ahead. Could you tell us a little about where mostly shame starts? Does it start from childhood, childhood trauma? Um, childhood trauma is, um, a great big, um, 
uh, precursor that, that yes, absolutely. That's why I said, sometimes middle, middle school drama mm-hmm. is a place where you may end up, you know, seeing a lot of this, you know, start in your life, but um, it can be from family. You know, I know you kind of alluded to that, mm-hmm. but, I, but I, but I would say this about that. As you kind of walk through some things in your life and you heal on your own Mm -hmm. with, you know, you know, like you said, with a third party person or, you know, with a a, a trusted friend or a worker or, you know, even a boss, you know, as you walk through some of these things, you know, you will, as that starts to change in you, those old circumstances won't be the trigger that they used to be. Yeah. What what we talk about, you know, in in um in mental health is, you know, we can't change memories. Nobody True. can change our memories, right? We can't change what they were, but we can um add to them or we can see them through a different light. I always say see them through a different lens. You know, there what other circumstances were going on with the people in those memories. So when a trigger comes to my head, I, I can say, yes, that that happened, mm-hmm. but da, 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 da. I can add to it, you know, with other, it's so hard to this concept to do in 30 seconds, but you know, with other circumstances so that I won't ever make it go away, but I will widen what it looks like in my yeah. memory. Mm-hmm. It won't be all. It won't be all negative. I will add to it this and this and this, and actually, you can see those neurons doing that in your brain. It's really cool. Firing, firing. Yeah, <laughs> actually, firing and firing. But we want to always, like I said, the the shame heals. That's why it heals with those unconditional love experiences. Yeah. So I want to be able to bring those in yeah. to those. You know, maybe this happened to me, like you said, childhood trauma experience, but these people love me. These people care. Go back to the pretty women thing that that we thought about. This is what I think about myself, but this is what someone else thinks of me. This is how they value me. This is, you know, how they see me. Right. Yeah, you're right. Right. So I'm adding to it. She didn't change who she was. She added to it. Well, thank you so much. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Remind us how we can reach you directly, please. Yes, thefamilycollective.co. Mm-hmm. And um, we would love to hear from you. And uh, if you have any like questions or you have any additional thoughts or you want to send um, me some information, you can reach yeah. out to us on email and we would love to to hear from you. Thank you so much. Pleasure speaking with you. And uh, yeah, thank you for today's topic of conversation. And I hope it raises some questions and raises some, you know, thoughts out there of people who really may be in need of help not to be ashamed, not to be afraid, because there are licensed mental health um, experts out there that can work with you. And again, if you're in the um, Charleston area, we found someone, the family collective. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time today for being here and looking forward to the next conversation. Thanks again. Very thorough. I appreciate that. And thanks for going on that list. And Jill, remember if anyone's triggered, you can dial 911 or 988 and get some help. Perfect. Thank you again.